that was a doozy last night. <laughs> I bet you didn't think you were going to hear from me. <laughs> Let's just say the the odds makers in this home <laughs> didn't put the chances of this one very high. Yeah, this is like... Uh... Like a Sacramento Kings championship right here. Yes, this is the magic clawing their way back <laughs> into relevancy. Um, Simon, thank What's you. What's up, my man? <laughs> shoot it and shoot it straight. Ah, oh, God, it's good to talk to you to decompress, buddy. Oh, my God, I have had a harrowing morning. Honestly. Yeah. I did go on a long walk, but then I came back and was basically... I was in bad shape, uh, <laughs> but I am rounding the bend. Good. Um, I am getting a second second wind here. Great, you're rounding the bend, getting a second wind. Uh, what other metaphors can I use here? <laughs> uh, my glass is refilled. Oh, good. Yeah. Great. Uh, my um, my plate of food is. <laughs> ready to be eaten folks i just want you to know (laughs) um if you want want to come by for some pizza (laughs) maybe that's time at gmail.com we could probably work something out because i have about 30 pieces of pizza that need eating if you or your entire family and (laughs) whatever friends and relatives they may have would enjoy some pizza okay for the remainder of the podcast i'd like to go over the different types that i have i have classic cheese that was the least popular (laughs) that I just feel like you need to have that as a base, just in case nobody likes I the I feel topics. like you needed that as a base when in the 90s. <laughs> you think it's an, an, an outdated? I, I think it's an antiquated thought that anyone okay. ever needs or cares about cheese pizza. <laughs> I'll get a cheese pizza, though, sometimes just from a, a pizza place, like on my own. Like, I'll, I'll just get cheese. I mean, that's sick. That is sick. <laughs> okay. Well... Um, I remember going to Dion's and just getting a plain cheese slice. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that makes a lot of sense, especially there because they don't, like, for example, their mushrooms, I don't think they saute them before yeah. they, like, put that. So they just, like, assume people want, like, warm, raw mushrooms, warm and otherwise raw mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Yuck. Um, and then we also got. Um, yeah, Hillary. we got three more pizzas coming here, folks. <laughs> Hillary's classic. <laughs> so, <laughs> hammer. When you hear one you like, hammer the pause button. It's... <laughs> hit, hit up Simon's DM. Do you want to DM on this? Yeah, if you want to. I think it's at Simon D. McCormack. D4. Drew. <laughs> yeah. Not Andrew. No, Drew. I think it's Simon D. McCormick, although I wouldn't swear to it. Um, and, uh, yes, beef and jalapeno. That... Right. Okay, so we got a cheese, we got a beefy jalapeno, the Hillary special. Yes, and then we got my personal favorite, um, <laughs> <laughs> mushroom and olive, yummo. And uh, this was, and if, if folks, we do have some left, but if you're interested in this last one, you better hurry. Maybe next time at gmail.com. At Simon D. McCormick on Twitter. 
pepperoni. <coughs> there, there's only one or two slices of that. That was very popular. That was a that was a fan favorite. That was such yeah. a that was such a hit. Um, <laughs> nearly six slices of it were eaten. <laughs> <laughs> and that, again, that was by far the runaway success of the of the pizza. There are so many slices of cheese stuffed in our freezer right now, William. There's, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Thank you for indulging me on that. Sorry, folks. Um, are you kidding me? This is definitely going to be the thing that everyone takes away from this podcast. <laughs> now, I know Eric Adams has advised people, if at all possible, to avoid going outside today. Would you, Simon, <laughs> encourage people to flout that mayoral if, recommendation? If you want a slice of pepperoni, you're going to need to get put on your ice shoes and clonk on over here. Just layer up, you know? That's all Exa- it is. Yeah, it is about layering. It's yeah. about layer. Bring a bag, though, because I bet you're going to... I know you're going for the pepperoni, but I have a feeling Simon and Hillary are going to slip in a cheese slice. So you're going to you're going to want to bring a bag to carry yeah. it. Come on by. Come on by. Maybe they have a... Maybe hang out for a bit. Yeah, I, I mean, not too long, honestly. No, that would be a little I, awkward. Yeah, I don't really know you, but... <laughs> <laughs> and let's not try to force a friendship out of this. This is a pretty much a utilitarian. It's transactional. It's ex- transactional. Ex- exactly. But yeah, sure, we can exchange a few. I gather you're a Nets fan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is already losing steam. But you, what do you think about the Nets? <laughs> Man, I could talk about this for another minute or two. Yeah, exactly. You want to talk about cheese pizza again? <laughs> Let us know if you think cheese pizza is a reasonable thing to to serve at a party. Right. Yeah. Or not so reasonable, I... but like required. Like right. you need one cheese as well as, and then fill in the the blanks. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Did, how did you guys not take home any? How did we? I remember being strongly discouraged because what? Yes, because you are such a leftovers nut that you wanted to keep all the pizza. Oh, that's just insane. Yes, I, I think I, we. I think we offered I'm... to take some pizza, but you didn't. But Hillary was like, "I think Simon's going to want this for leftovers." Oh no. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. I can't wait to hear how eating 18 <laughs> slices of pizza. I'm goes. so sorry. I I don't know why. I mean, I Simon. To be honest, I could be misremembering that. Okay, I'll 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 talk with Hillary. But we, yeah, memories I... from 12 hours ago. They're they're fallible. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god! Now I got a bunch of strangers coming over for pizza. It's a disaster. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> you remember when Travion Graham was on the Nets? <laughs> what do you think about cheese pizza? Oh god, <laughs> Barclay prices. Am I right? Okay, this this, this Where, is not going well. What neighborhood do you live in? Right, exactly. Did yeah. you like them when they were the New Jersey Nets? <laughs> <laughs> God. 
God almighty. That is exactly right. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, so I mean, do you want to welcome our, y- yeah, folks. whoever hasn't paused <laughs> to DM you about pizza, we got to welcome them back to the cast. You better welcome back to another episode of maybe next time. I am your host, William Blueworth, my co-host, Simon McGormack. Nets Nation! Come on by for a slice! <laughs> we are back as we are each and every unrelenting week to talk all things pizza toppings! <laughs> uh, I am your host, William Boo, with my co-host, Simon McCormick. I did already say that. Yes, I already said that. I already said that. Oh, man. Rough day. <laughs> <laughs> Rough day, huh? Listener, DM us and tell us how much pizza you want to eat, right? How's now. your day doing? How's your day doing, listener? Um, <laughs> all right, listeners, we have, as we do each and every unrelenting week, a very busy episode. A lot is happening in Nets Nation. I would say a pretty depressed nation at this point. Yeah, people are people are. Uh, if 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 you want to strike up a non-pizza conversation with people, I feel like one way to start is to say, "Hey, I feel like this country is going in the wrong direction." And mm-hmm. if polls are any indication, about eighty-five percent of the country will agree with you. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Um, the only thing with a, a lower approval rate than Congress is um, the state <laughs> of this nation. <laughs> And then the only thing with a lower approval rating than that is the current iteration of the Brooklyn Nets, (laughs) who are about to go through a buzzsaw on the West Coast playing the Warriors Tuesday uh, today. Pardon me. Yeah. The Suns on Tuesday. We're going to watch that game on TNT. Yeah. Oh, fuck. That game's at 10 p.m. Oh, we'll talk. Um, 10 p. Oh, fuck me. Yeah, fuck me. <laughs> Jesus. We'll see what the we'll see what the eight o'clock game is. <laughs> uh, the Kings. We play the Jazz this week, but you know, we, I don't need to read the schedule, folks. I'm gonna give you a hot tip. Just look it up, okay? You don't need, <laughs> you don't need me to tell you what games are upcoming. What you do need, I think. And what most people need is Simon and my take on James Harden. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Bleacher Report, a Philly, a Philly homer on Bleacher Report. Yeah. Says people around James Harden claim he's unhappy in Brooklyn for a whole host of reasons, uh, including the weather, which mystifyingly he thinks is better in philadelphia maybe um and he wants to explore his free agency simon yeah he's got a wandering eye he's got a wandering eye and who could blame him brooklyn has been an utter shit show uh (laughs) the time that he's been here his current non-injured co-star plays in half the games yep um Otherwise, he is taking on night-by-night teams uh, with Dayron Sharp and Kessler Edwards at his side. <laughs> um, so the obvious takeaway from this report, Simon, is that it's a Daryl Morey leak, right? 
especially because it's a, a, a Bleacher Report guy. Daryl Morey wants to maybe gin up interest in getting that Ben Simmons trade by making it seem like he's got Harden in his back pocket. Yeah. I want to I wanna present a conspiracy theory. I don't know if this is out there. I haven't really been following this that closely in, in Nets Nation, okay, to be honest. Okay. Okay. I read the headlines and I move on at this point. <laughs> okay. You're an ill-informed Nets <laughs> Nets podcaster. Exactly. But I've got some strong opinions. Okay. What, Simon, if this is actually a Sean Marks move? Whoa. Okay. And this is why. This is what I'm thinking, okay? Uh-huh. So I think it's totally preposterous that the Nets would – Give Philadelphia James Harden. Like, I think there is almost no scenario in which the Nets would be willing to give their division rival, the Philadelphia 76ers, a player who would immediately make that team uh, like the other best team in the East. Uh-huh. Right? So I just don't think that there's any chance of doing it. So what if Mark wants to put Marks wants to put all this out there so that Philly won't make a move right now for Ben Simmons, right? String them along thinking that they're going to get James Harden this summer. But as we both know, there's no chance in hell Sean Marks is going to do this. So that just fucks over our division rival. Whoa. You th- you and like they, that? And then they're, they're, they're stuck with the, the, Deer and Fox package that they they're getting they like they're taken. getting like Danilo Gallinari and <laughs> a Kongu from Atlanta. <laughs> I mean a hunk for sure in Gallinari. Oh my goodness! Night. You're not gonna. <laughs> no, I yeah. mean a great guy to go to the beach with, but I don't know if he's the wingman <laughs> that they're hoping for with Embiid. <laughs> um. So I think that is an interesting theory, and I think that um, – <clears throat> I don't know if you saw this, but the there was also a leak, if you want to even call it that. This was the most sourced up um, Woj story I've ever seen where they were, had named sources in, in that they were said, <clears throat> Brooklyn is not entertaining offers for James Harden at the trade deadline based on – because they have gotten repeated assurances from James Harden, they meaning they specifically named Joe Sy and Sean Marks have received repeated, um, you know, assurances from James Harden that he's committed to the franchise. It was the and I'm getting to your to your point. I promise I'm not just going off on a tangent here, but hey, was, who likes cheese pizza out there? It was okay. <laughs> we have a lot of cheese. <laughs> Uh, it's in the freezer. I can pull it out for you. Just give me give me a heads up. I'll warm it up for you. Right. I mean, it's going to uh, take you a while to get there. There's a foot and a half of snow on there. <laughs> exactly. It's very unsafe. The, the city has been brought to its knees by this thing, but you <laughs> so, got to get to that cheese pizza. It'll be fully thawed by the time you get there. Exactly. I'm, I'm going to hope that you live on my street because if not um, – no, so – it it was the lamest. Would you please put something behind your neck to help prop it, it up? I don't know what's going on here. That just looks so painful. Ah. <laughs> I just don't want to slam my. Oh, that's nice. I mean, yeah. it's not nice. No, that's living right there, folks. Um. Okay. So it was the lamest 
leak I have ever like it, it was the most like it was very much like the the trailblazers thing that it, you know when they sent that out when when there was lots of hubbub about Lillard yeah like it's just like then he said he said he likes us like which which sets you up I, I really do think that that was a Joe Psy leak like wow. Joe Psy wanted to put that out there because he just had a very it had a very his tweets vibe about it like because now that sets you up so that, like, anything that James Harden says publicly, like, will be like, ooh, he didn't seem like he was repeatedly assuring the Nets right. that he that he's – like, it's just so lame. So – but I do – I think that, William, I think those things are coming from two camps. I think they're coming from Maury for sure and then the Sixers for sure. But I also think that they're coming from, like, maybe James Harden's agent or something – Who's just trying to, and this is not my original thought, but I, I, I am convinced by this argument that like, there's some fear in James Harden, Harden's camp that maybe he won't be getting a four-year max, like, given that he has looked significantly worse. He's now 33. He, we've talked about the reasons for the fear of that contract. Yes. So he's just sort of trying to like this whole podcast is basically a monument to why he yes. maybe should not be getting that much money. Exactly. So I think he's he his camp is trying to or him is trying to be like, you know, hey, like you might lose me, you know. Don't don't go thinking, you know, I don't have other options. Right. Uh you should pony up that 4 or 5 year max. Um and and even if he does want to go somewhere else, he definitely wants that contract, right? He definitely wants two hundred and seventy million dollars. So, um, and to your point, I'm curious what you think, William. About do you think that the Nets would, um, rather James Harden walks away for nothing than get something, be it Ben Simmons and maybe um, uh. No, or Maxi or something. No, but or, here's the thing, and I think this is this is often overlooked when people are talking about like, um, oh, you know, Daryl Morey is going to get um, Damian Lillard if he beca- if he's on the market. Mm-hmm. It's like right, but every team would have a chance to get Damian Lillard, right? So I think one James Harden is determined to get the super max that we can give him the extension yeah. for cuz you know it's i mean it's a difference of 76 million dollars if he just right. walks so he's going to get that extension and i think if the nets are nervous about that extension there will be other people you can deal him to than the philadelphia 76ers okay yeah, right that's all i just yeah. don't think it's going to happen to like i mean this is a this is very Albuquerque to Santa Fe, you know, like we 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 think we're <laughs> rivals, but Santa Fe doesn't give a shit about Albuquerque. Right. I think we're rivals with the 76ers. So I think the 76ers think we're I mean our fan base is too irrelevant to to care about us. But. Right. Right. Also, James, if you do want to go to Philly, um I, I can tell you, you were booed once by Nets fans who are pretty much mute. Um, <laughs> you're going to get booed by the Sixers fans are going to turn on you pretty, pretty quick. Um, so are you? would you be excited about Ben Simmons? Uh, no. I mean, no, because I genuinely don't know what his mental state is at this point. Yeah. Um, like I, mean... I, I, 
I think he's got tons, has always had tons of issues. He's one of those people, I've said this a few times, but I watched the, the documentary about him. Oh, cool. And basically, oh, right. yeah. it's always someone else's fault. Right. Yeah. So like yeah. it's it's they had to he had to go to like four different high schools because the coach at everyone was, you know, didn't see his greatness or, you know, like wasn't using him in the right way. It's just like there's always, always a fall guy for him. Yeah. Um, and that's why you don't see him progress in anything, because he's just like, well, I'm, you know, without flaw and the game should change to me, not me change, you know, adjust to the yeah. game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think he's got problems. I think I do think like in a world in which Kyrie Irving plays. Yeah. And Kevin Durant um, isn't run into the ground by playing 80 minutes a game. Right. And thus perennially injured. Uh, I do think Ben Simmons is arguably a more interesting fit than James Harden. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's right. I, I, I think that there are is a world in which like that con Ben Simmons contract ages a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, he's a, <laughs> he's a much better age to have a player locked up for long term. Yes. And, and say what you want about his many flaws. He's definitely <laughs> takes care of himself. I, I do think I was listening to a podcast and someone just sort of as an aside was like, are we sure Ben Simmons is vaccinated? Oh, I, <laughs> <laughs> and i think that could be a real that could be a real question the nets would want to get sorted oh, out they will yes for sure they will need to see multiple uh assurances and and documents because they're yes they're very shell-shocked i'm sure yeah about that um i yeah i mean i i just here's the thing william i i think people are um i suspect people in nets nation are kind of like we, we do this in uh, in my line of work, William, in communications where um, – You can call it comms. Comms. I'm, I'm Thank you, William. Okay. All yeah. right. So in the comms world, <laughs> we – there's times when you need to prepare like two different responses depending on what happens, uh-huh. right? Like let's say a case or whatever sure. is yeah, you, yeah, goes yeah. your way or doesn't. Uh-huh. I think – Nets fans are preparing and should prepare for two different responses, depending on how the James Harden thing works out. One is like if he signs and you're like, yes, you know, hey, Houston, you know, I hope you enjoy your your worthless picks that you're getting because we're, you know, we're going to be a dynasty, uh, you know, great. That was a great um, trade. And we've got our our at least big two locked in. Um and you know what you know philadelphia what a what a crock of shit that always was and then two is genuinely going to be what we've we've been talking about like you know dodged a bullet um james is not the player he was etc cetera, etc cetera. and i'm going to i'm jumping on that that latter one here i'm i'm putting more time into that press release okay uh that's just where your heart is right now yeah yeah what do you think i've heard you know a lot of a lot of the podcasts right now are are breaking down potential trades Uh people are waiting for some big things to happen and i will say in, in more than one of them the idea of Kyrie Irving getting traded has come up really i've not heard that do you think that there's any possible way Kyrie Irving gets moved this season for anything that would excite you. I mean, uh, frankly, for me, an exciting piece for him would be someone who can play in home and away games. <laughs> and is not 
preserve and is, and, it, and it's not does not have the unbelievable baggage yes of Kyrie yes um I don't think so I I I, I just I just think Kevin Durant is a ride or die Kyrie guy. Do you and... think we extend Kyrie Irving? Like, would is there is there a world in which Joe Sy is like, you know what? Uh, he played twenty games his first season. He, <laughs> uh, uh, you know, was injured out of the playoffs his second season. He played a fraction of the games right. by choice his third season. Mm-hmm. You know what? I want five more years of that. <laughs> For hundreds of millions of dollars. I think that the only way that that happened, like, the okay, I can see two scenarios in which he signs any kind of contract with the Nets. One is we win a championship and Josiah just says, you know what, whatever crazy mix that we get with Kyrie, it got us a championship. Yes. I mean, Here's both your- of all the conversations we're having right now out the window, irrelevant if we win the championship. Like right. they're bringing James James Harden staying in Brooklyn if they right. do that, and Kyrie Irving is going to be a lifer. Exactly. But so, let's say in the the really out there possibility, this team <laughs> doesn't somehow coalesce into a championship team this season. This this sub five hundred in its last fifteen games team mm-hmm. um, doesn't quite yet reach the top of the mountain. Um, I think. There is a chance that we sign him to like a short term, maybe like one year deal or like team option deal. And like he just decides to take it because he likes living where he lives uh-huh. and likes the idea of being a net and likes the unbelievable control he has over this franchise. Um, but I if I were to put money on what happens i would say he he walks away i mean or we walk away i think is more it, do you think he plays in the nba uh or is this his last dance his last dance. i think i don't know i really don't know because i think there are teams that would offer him something like i think especially like a a smaller market team that just feels like you know they aren't going to get many Kyrie Irvings in their world, but I don't know. Right, but would he? Yeah, would he like? Would he go to New Orleans? Yeah, I. Oh, I I don't know. I because I I I guess I would say I would guess not, but I could see that happening. I I don't know. You know, it would still be strange to see a twenty nine year old who who by the way looks great. Like he oh, just yeah. pretty much instantly, like after all the talk of like you know, boy James Harden was really nursing that hamstring injury, which he has again, folks. Right. He has tightness in his fucking hamstring again. Like Kyrie Irving shows up like a week out of like not playing for I don't know since April or something, and it's just like fresh as a daisy, looks in shape, looks great. Um, I mean that is a weird thing. He about is Kyrie. a spectacular basketball player. Let's not yeah. let's not get it twisted. He is <laughs> he is uh, amazing on the court and agonizing literally everywhere else he is. <laughs> Including just off the court yes. in the press conferences. Yes, off the court at press conferences, off the court on the bench. Uh, <laughs> anywhere you find that guy that's not on a basketball court. Rough stuff. Um I guess might be relevant to bring up our boy Nick Claxton here. Yeah, absolutely. The other potential trade candidate. 
do you uh i mean obviously you know we'd get rid of paul Millsap, but there i'd say the market for paul Millsap is comparable for the market for like whale blubber um lamps you know <laughs> like like it's just not a common consumer good anymore um i I would imagine that like a Turkish team might be interested in Paul Millsap if he if he wants to get a few more years in. <laughs> uh, but I'm not sure if we're allowed to do a one for one trade with a, a, a rival league, mm-hmm. like contractually, right. if that works. Uh, right. I I I agree with you. I don't think and and to the extent that Paul Millsap had a market, I think we have crushed it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> or his his time with the Nets at the very least has has crushed. It. Yeah, so we're not getting anything for Millsap. We're not getting anything for Javon Carter. Are there any other bench bums? Oh, Bruce J- Brown is on the is on the market. Bruce Brown, right? Like, if you have uh, three superstar guards that could make this irrelevant guard a relevant power forward center, um then he's perfect for your team uh unfortunately no other team has that situation um so bruce brown i would say has basically no value nick claxton has some value yeah i mean the guy the guy needs to get on the court yeah but yes he does when on the court He's got some value. You, any any names out there that you could you that that are being thrown around, batted around as potential guys that are on the block that that stood out to you? I've got one. Why don't I throw a name out? Why don't there? you do it? Yeah, I'll throw a name out at you, and, and you tell me if it titillates. Kyle Olynyk. Oh, okay, sure. So. It's uh, he's on the Pistons. In case you weren't aware of where Kyle yeah, Olynyk, yeah, yeah. Kelly, Kelly not, yeah, 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 Kelly Olynyk. Sorry, he's on the Pistons. We have a relate. Like, isn't there GM a former assistant of Marks? Yes, I know I, we have somebody from Atlanta and then somewhere else. Maybe it's the Pistons. I think it's the Pistons and and the Kings possibly. Um. Anyway, so we have a relationship there. I know that they don't. I mean, they don't need Kelly Olynyk. No. He's not on their their timeline. Um, <laughs> I, you know, Kelly Olynyk, he can get hot. He can he can win you a playoff game if he if he's scorching hot. You know, right? Or at least he did five years ago, six years ago. Uh, yeah, no, he's still. I mean, I think he's hot from what I from what little I hear of Kelly Olynyk. Uh, enough to think his name is Kyle for part of this podcast. <laughs> um, you know. Uh, it seems like a guy that could fit and you know would that crush me in that i love nick claxton and think that kelly Linick is <laughs> you know a mediocre tall three-point shooter um yeah it would crush me but if they're getting rid of him he could be a useful piece i i really like kelly Linick. he is he is a goon for sure um, in fact, he, uh, pissed off, uh, um, Kevin Durant enough during a game to have him like bash him in the face with his elbow. So, um, for, for sure he's got, wow, his PER is 18.8. That is su- very surprising to me. Is what? Is, um. Oh, his PER. Yeah, it's 18.8. 
His three-point percentage this year is not very hot, but um, for his career, he shoots 36%. Um, yeah, I would be I would be interested in that. Um, I I like Nick Claxton too, and I again like you know it's hard for me to like separate the like to just think of Nick Claxton as like the guy that you see on the court who's not winded because he's played like more than five games in a row. Uh-huh. Um, and the Nick Claxton total experience. Cause the Nick Claxton on the court, I'd much rather have him than Kelly Olenek. Oh yeah. 100%. But the Nick Claxton of, Oop, I'm back with my tightness again for my hamstring. Um, after a bout of mono, after a bout of shoulder surgery or whatever it is, like, I just like, yes, well, can I throw you thought. another name? Throw yeah, out another please. name. Terrence Ross. Oh, you are a dirty daddy. <laughs> now, Terrence Ross, Simon, that dude's a bucket. <laughs> He's like an old Cam Thomas. <laughs> Do we have. A need for an older Cam Thomas. <laughs> I do not know why you want this guy. I gotta tell you, that I'm not dude, that familiar that honestly, with straight Ross, up, but... Terrence Ross is a bucket. He, he <laughs> is um, shooting. He yes, he does seem to have very Cam Thomasy kind of like lower grade Karis Levert vibes. Uh huh. Like. Yeah, he's a boomer bust fantasy flyer guy. He's <laughs> gonna make or break your DFS lineup. Son. This this guy looks like he stinks. Honestly, his <laughs> Ross is a bum. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of dog teams that might gonna... that might that are young. You know that would yeah. that would take that would be interested in a Claxton. Is he good at defense? No, 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 oh, no. He's okay. a bucket, son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think the Olenek one has a little... I would love to get, like, a shooter, honestly. Like, for... If there's some way to, like, package our dudes... Yeah. I'm just trying to think of the contracts, though, that we could throw together. For I would love Buddy Heald. I, I just don't know that what we have on offer i mean you can get blake griffin paul Millsap, (laughs) javon carter james johnson Mm -hmm. (laughs) the list goes on your your rebuild is in place bruce brown i think all of those contracts combined for about eight million (laughs) eight of the worst million dollars you'll ever spend in your entire life like is each contract somehow worse than the next They're like <laughs> all right well blake can still draw a charge every now and again who else do i get oh paul Millsap. <laughs> this guy's already on a plane to turkey what do i need to pay him a million dollars for <laughs> they are gonna love those screens in turkey they are that dude Terrence Ross is a bucket. That dude is a brick wall. <laughs> Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross is a bucket, my friend. <laughs> Maybe I'm the only one riding for T. Ross to become a net this season. <laughs>
That guy takes 10 shots, William, a yeah. game, and he makes four of them. <laughs> On a good night. It's boomer bust <laughs> with that guy. <laughs> You catch Terrence Ross on the on the right night, though, and you think he's the next Michael Jordan. Yeah, I have not caught him on that night. <laughs> no, no, I imagine you probably haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Got any more names for me? Um, I I really don't, William. I I mean, I I agree. Like a buddy heel would be great. <clears throat> Is there any kind of like? I, I'm just thinking, and I, this is not helpful. I'm sorry. I'm not being a good co-host here, but but is there? I'm looking for some. I would love somebody who's like, not that this is like an ideal, but like I'm thinking for a Nick Claxton. Is there someone who shoots like 36 percent or some 37 percent from three? Who's like decent? You know what I mean? Who kind of space the floor? Um, you know, I'm not asking for much here. I know we're not we're not fishing with dynamite here right so i'm I'm not trying to be too greedy but like um like uh doug mcdermott yeah exactly exactly yeah Um, i'd love a dougie mcd yeah what about what about trying to get um who's that tall dude that got super overpaid on the wizards Oh, um, um, oh yeah, that, if we could work some, I'm sure the wizards would listen for him. I um, think he's uh, fully out of the rotation. What is that guy? It's not who, Bielitsa, uh, no. he's a foreigner. He, um, he has, I think maybe a bigger contract than Joe Harris, or if not, it's very similar. It's very similar, yeah. Um, what is that guy's name? Well, people know who we're talking about. Um, uh, we can get it. We can figure out his name. It is... Oh, da- Davis Bertans. Davis Bertans, right. There he is <laughs> with his little smiling... He has little kid arms. Like, he... Like... <laughs> I, they have the slimmest NBA arms I have ever seen. Davis Bertans. Man, that guy is struggling this season. <laughs> Six points a game, 1.9 rebounds, 0.5 assists. He's averaging a career low. No, well, since his the lowest minutes in the last four seasons. Yeah. I mean, that guy, that is damaged He's shooting 32% from three. Oh, no. That's his one fucking skill. So are you saying you want a shooter because you don't think Joe Harris, his foot is ever going to be right? I am saying I'm, yeah, that's, I mean, I'm saying I would like some insurance. Um, and also just like we throw out so many lineups where it's like whoever, whatever stars were managed to cobble together for that night. Usually it's James Harden on a bum leg. Um, and like four guys who cannot shoot. Who just have no track record of shooting. And, you know, Patty Mills, God bless him, he gets out there sometimes. But, like, they were running. Speaking of running people into the ground, poor Patty's been running to the ground. Yeah, he did not realize he was going to have quite this large of a role. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> this is a role of a lifetime. Yeah. Um, this is like his role on the Australian national team. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so like we don't, 
have we weirdly do not have much shooting expect couple that with the fact that James Harden is shooting horribly from three this year and shooting all of a sudden though I did not anticipate this is a need uh so yeah you're you're worried about Jojo it's I am. never never good when the six to eight weeks uh, you hit the eight week mark and there's not no update no, except that he's getting another a second opinion. Yeah. Um, because the docs that are telling him <laughs> you may never walk again are are <laughs> are bringing him down. Exactly. That's a bummer. Sorry about your sprained ankle, Joe, but this is a career ender. <laughs> we We've actually our... had to remove the foot, Joe. We've got, right. We got our hooks into you. Um, you've missed something like. I don't know. He's missed twice the amount of time. He's an Iron Man, too. Yes, he's missed something. I forget the stat that that Brian Lewis had in one of his stories recently, but it's like he's missed twice as much time this season as he's missed in the last, like, five years. No, it's it's not a good situation. He, he, the the guy, yes, he, exactly. Like, he, he is a classic Nets medical staff tragedy because he's, he, was perfectly fine up until the day they got their fucking hands on him. Their grubby little hands. <laughs> their grubby little ankle breaking hands on him. Exactly. So um, I'm very worried. Do you think the Nets make a move by the trade deadline to just put a bow on this conversation? I do, William. I think. I think it will not be like a James Harden or a Kyrie Irving move. It's not going to be splashy. Yeah, but I, it's going to be Paul Millsap getting bought out. It's going to be, <laughs> <laughs> it's Blake right. Griffin getting bought out. It's <laughs> right. Our, our, our savvy vet crew getting, um, a chance to shine elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think we will cobble together. I think we will take whatever we can. I, I've heard the Nick Claxton thing too much, William. Yeah, that's so a I, sure I just, sign it's not happening. I just, well, no, I was going to say, I, I honestly feel like they they will just take what they can get for him because I think they're they're like, look, we're not going to sign him next year and we're not convinced he's going he's gonna to be able to play in the postseason because uh-huh. injury or whatever and i think they're just going to take what they can get so that's that's my hot take plus you know yes if anyone does want a bruce brown which you know nope. uh not super likely <laughs> no that's not but... happening <laughs> <laughs> that's another whale blubber market <laughs> i mean they burn bright but it's just not as relevant in 2022 as it was in 1722. <laughs> when Will Blubber was all the rage. <clears throat> Simon, what do you think? Uh, I think in classic um, Nets fashion, nothing is going to happen. Okay. And it's just going to be a quiet, sleepy little trade deadline. Now, I say that hoping obviously to jinx what i've just said and for like news to drop in an hour that kyrie irving's being traded uh (laughs) but uh, i i i genuinely think it's just going to come and go i think we're even going to keep nick claxton 
Yeah. That, I do think be... we'll buy out Paul Millsap. Yeah. I mean, I, I he... would if there if there was a way to place a bet on whether or not Paul Millsap gets traded, I would stake thousands of dollars on him not getting traded. <laughs> Poor Paul. Poor Paul. Uh, Simon, would you have any interest? And you can obviously you can say no. You know, I'm not going to force you to do anything you don't want to do. But would you have any Thank interest you. in taking a little visit with me, of course, uh, to a place I like to call the Bitterness Bungalow? Yes, I've been waiting for this all week, <laughs> William. This in Consumer Corner, not to spoil. Right, folks, we'll get to but... we'll, well, the show. Will end with a consumerism corner. So if you want to skip ahead, I think this bitterness bungalow is probably going to take about forty-five more minutes. So <laughs> I'm in the bitterness bungalow. I'm in the bitterness bungalow. Uh, yes, we're in the Bitterness Bungalow. What is the Bitterness Bungalow, other than a fabulous segment title? Yes, it is a great, it uh, is. Bitterness Bungalow is where I dredge up takes from the past that stuck in my craw. And I do something that is literally never done in sports punditry, which mm -hmm. is go back and critically examine people's takes from the past um, and see whether or not anything they said was correct or not. So I'm not specifically calling anyone out on this, Simon. I'm not actually going back and finding, you know, finding the receipts on this. Mm -hmm. But I would just say that for a large segment of what I would call NBA cognoscenti, uh -huh, uh -huh. The sort of hardcore analytics guys, the Nate Duncans, the Danny LaRues of the world. Yeah. Um, they it was just it was like a hipster take to say, you know what? Dinwiddie's really the best point guard in Brooklyn when Dinwiddie and D'Angelo Russell were both on the Brooklyn Nets. Yeah, they love Dinwiddie. They love Dinwiddie. They they hate D'Angelo Russell. Thought he was just god-awful um and dinwiddie you know would often feed that by saying you know like cryptic things about how like you know where you were drafted dictates like how much playing time you're gonna get which is just like a, a veiled way of saying d'angelo gets to start because he was drafted second and i wasn't drafted second yeah um so now years later Dinwiddie has the opportunity that all those smart, 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 smart basketball analytics people thought he should have, right? He is the starting point guard, a highly paid starting point guard on a team. He gets yeah. to run the show. And D'Angelo Russell is a starting point guard on a different team. So we can see what are the results of these two guys as Point, starting point guards on two different teams. So I'm just going to take you through some comparisons of these two guys, I mean, leading to what I think is incontrovertible evidence that D'Angelo Russell is obviously a vastly superior player. Okay. So we'll start basic stuff, counting stats, okay? This is okay. your meat and potato. This is the stuff that, <laughs> that your Nate Duncan is going to turn his nose up at. 
right? Mm-hmm. This is this is for the for the uh, for the morons like us out there. So D'Angelo averages more points, nineteen versus thirteen. He averages more assists, seven versus five, more steals, and more blocks. Those are pretty crucial categories uh-huh, for a uh-huh. point guard. Leads in all of those. <laughs> Uh, his effective field goal percentage is 4% higher than Spencer Dinwiddie's. His true shooting is 4% higher. Than... Wow, that's interesting because they used to love Dinwiddie's true oh, yeah. shooting. I mean, Dinwiddie's true shooting is 51%. That's terrible. It's well below league average, and Delos is right at league average this year. In three-point percentage, Delos having an off year and he's shooting 35.3 from three, that's still 4% better than Dinwiddie, who's shooting 31%, which is basically his career average from three. Can't shoot. Never has been able to shoot. I concede he can get to the rim quicker than (laughs) D'Lo. Like, yes, that happens. But he can't shoot. He's never been able to shoot. This idea that he could shoot was just because no one ever watched the fucking Nets play. Ever. Like, the guy cannot shoot. Advanced stats, Simon. Uh-huh. These are going to... The, the first one, whatever. D'Lo wins in PER. I know you're a PER head. D'Lo is the 17th ranked point guard in PER at 17.18. Dinwiddie is the 33rd ranked point guard. Wow. 33rd. 33rd. So he's not even starting level point guard in PER. This one, though, is fucking nuts. So 538 has an advanced metric that they call the raptor war rating okay uh-huh. uh so these numbers aren't going to mean a lot but I'll, I'll when i say them but they i'll give you some context for him Delo wins that he's at 4.2 war versus 1.6 for um dinwiddie a comparison of other point guards westbrook is a negative 0.4 chris paul is 4.1 so he's slightly worse than Delo in these rankings Wow. Chris Paul. In the overall Raptor War um, ratings, KD is the 16th overall. Kevin Durant is 16th overall. Would you like to guess what D'Lo is? Um, 20th. 19th. Wow. D'Lo is 19th overall in the entire NBA. Spencer Dinwiddie is 134th. Dis- so, so you look at counting... D'Lo's much better. You look at advanced, D'Lo's much better. But just to put a cherry on this, Simon, mm-hmm. the major thing, net rating, okay? Russell, D'Angelo Russell, the, the T-Wolves have a winning record when he's played this season and, like, the worst record in the league when he's not playing. It's wild. Uh, but currently, D'Lo has a net rating of 7.6. And Dinwiddie has a net rating of negative 1.8. Okay? Mm. This guy who is a fucking analytics darling has a negative 1.8 net rating. The T-Wolves starting lineup with Beverly, Russell, Carl Anthony Towns, Vanderbilt, and Edwards has the second highest net rating of any lineup that's played 100 or more minutes in the entire NBA. So D'Lo is part of the second best lineup in the entire NBA Whereas, <clears throat> uh-oh, my uh, my notes have cut off here. Whereas, Simon, Beal and his, star- uh, sorry, um, Dinwiddie's starting lineup with Beal, KCP, Kuzma, and 
Gafford. That's the mm-hmm. that's their the one they've played the most. Has a net rating of negative five point three. Oh, I didn't even tell you what the net rating for Delo's starting lineup was. It is the second best in the league. It has a net rating of thirty three point seven. Wow. It's extraordinary. 33.7 versus negative 5.3. So, Nate Duncan, I hope, uh, you know, I said this wasn't going to get personal, but I hope you're living it up right now, (laughs) enjoying the Washington Wizards basketball team, because you finally get to see what it looks like when Spencer fucking Dinwiddie gets his own team. Looks like trash, because he's a terrible fucking player. And I will admit, an interesting guy. Annoying, but interesting guy. But absolutely, at no time in the history of those two players was Spencer Dinwiddie ever the better player. And I, I hope that this season, when Dinwiddie finally gets the chance that he claims he's been denied forever, and, and all the analytics people did, uh, I hope that that puts to rest any idea that Spencer Dinwiddie is a even starting level point guard in the NBA. Whoa, William, that was that was a takedown. <laughs> well, I mean, it was you know, I, I complained about it at the time, but it yes. was an overwhelming and prevalent notion that Dinwiddie was just being underused and he was somehow better than D'Angelo Russell. And I think I honestly, you know, Russell's sort of a punchline now in the NBA, but those numbers are insane. He's having a fantastic season and he is meaningfully impacting winning basketball in Minnesota. Um, and he's only 25. I know. I don't. That's crazy. Yeah. I think he's being vastly underappreciated. I mean, you know, he's playing with two great players in Edwards and and Cat who are better than him, but he is, he is the thing that, that makes that team go this year. Um, very interesting. Uh, I have seen some, some tweets out there from, from Wizards fans wondering what they could get for old Spencer. So there's some (laughs) buyer's remorse already. You couldn't get Paul fucking Millsap for that bum. (laughs) No, I mean, Dinwiddie, Dinwiddie should be what he was at his best on the nets, which is basically like a microwave offense on the second unit. Hmm. Uh, You know, he's a guy, he's a, he's a guard who can get to the rim. Uh, Pray to God he doesn't shoot because he's horrible at shooting and has always been horrible. Remember, I mean, like we would talk about how basically the only shots he ever made were the ones that uh, where he was under intense pressure. Like he I don't think he ever made a wide open three while he played for the Nets. Yeah, no, that people were tweeting about that on um, when we played them and, and he had like one of the last second threes, three attempts. Uh huh. Um. And somebody was like, anybody who thought that three was going and did not watch Spencer Dinwiddie for three years. Or <laughs> right. Good. Well, I'm glad there's some shade out there. I hope that uh, the Dunked On podcast has to finally concede that D'Angelo Russell's good at basketball. I, I doubt they ever will. Yes, William, as, as we've talked about, there is no industry with less accountability than sports punditry. <laughs> All right, Simon. Well, thanks for coming to Bitterness Bungalow. Um, I'm sure I can think of some other things. Maybe I can do a uh, – it just wouldn't be very fair to do a Jared Allen versus DeAndre Jordan this season. But um, you could put together similarly damning evidence, I think, on that front. I think it would be um, But more. the only the only person who I ever heard – defend deandre jordan was steve lichtenstein and i do not mean to besmirch lichtenstein he's one of the best friends of this podcast that we have 
Sure, sure. And a, and I think an overall a great Nets analyst, but he was way off on that one. <laughs> um, William, are you at all concerned about? I was just looking at our um, that the NBA standings. Um, we are plummeting. Oh yeah, we I are mean, plummeting. but it's just it's really clogged up in there. It is, but um, no. When, like, are we? You mean, are we going to be a play-in team? Like, well, we're heading in that direction. We're we're heading very. We, we we were the number one team like not that long ago. I think last time we recorded. Yeah, yeah. I mean, now we're f- number five, and we're two and a half games out. We really should not have lost to Denver. Yeah, that was not a game where everyone sits out. That was just stupid. That team is. That's a W you need. Yeah, um, ab- absolutely. And we almost, we came close with the team where our best player was Patty Mills. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Um, Jokic is so fucking good, though. Speaking of Raptor war rating, that guy's Raptor war rating is twice as high as the second place guy. <laughs> he's like He's like breaking these machines, how good he is this season. Uh, who's your pick for MVP right now, William? Uh, probably him. Okay. Jokic. I'd say, you know, it's not, I don't watch, to be honest, a a ton of the Nuggets, but I've always been a fan of, of Jokic. I thought, I thought he's always been really good in the playoffs. Like even when the team wasn't expected to go anywhere, he would often, you know, get him to the second round at least. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, you know, I think, I think for me, it I'm on an anyone but Curry campaign. Okay. Yeah. I'm an anyone but Curry guy. Uh, I think that, you know, a case could be made for Giannis. I think a case could be made for Embiid. I think a case could be made for Jokic. I mean, I still think there's a case for, for KD. I do not think that there's one for, like, DeRozan or Chris Paul. Yeah. Um, though both quite good. Um, but I, yeah, those big, those three big guys, I think, okay. you know, and I mean, <laughs> worth mentioning that LeBron James is leading the league in scoring as a 37 year old man, uh, <laughs> kind of, <laughs> his team is so bad though. Yeah, they, they really so, so bad. Dropped another one last night, but dropped back to back games on their East Coast trip here. That's kind of it's like two steps forward against a team like the Nets Mm -hmm. uh, and two steps back. Well, yeah, I know. Now LeBron is injured. Anthony Davis, after his two game return, is back to the eye. Oh, uh, no. What happened to him? He hoid his wrist. Oh boy! Yeah. Who's this, Nick Claxton? I know. So he's out again. It's just a, it's an absolute shit show. Would you do um, Kyrie for Westbrook? No. <laughs> I would rather have Terrence Ross. Uh, I mean, frankly, I think that Westbrook would be much, much better on the Nets. Why? Because we have a ton of shooting. I mean, again, an idealized version in which anyone on the Nets is healthy. Uh, but like Joe Harris and Kevin Durant are way better players to have around Westbrook than um, whoever the hell the uh, the uh, Lakers are running out there with. Them. There's just no shooting around them. Yeah, I just feel like they were talking on some podcast like the last time Russell Westbrook was good was when he was the center. 
Right. With that Houston team. And I, I just don't, I Ooh, just. Is Hillary heating up some pizza? Oh, she must be. Uh oh. If, if, if she's what kind of something slice? else that's not pizza, I'm going to be furious. Could you ask her what kind? Hillary, what are you heating up? Oh, it's strawberries for her oatmeal. Oh, boo. Yeah, we, we were hoping it was pizza. Hillary, how much is all you got left? <laughs> she, she, I've got to get the boxes out of here. It's stinking up the apartment. <laughs> yeah, and it attracts mice. Yes, exactly. I'm shocked you guys don't have mice on the on the first floor. Um, we may. Oh, okay, cool. I mean, I don't, I don't think we do, but it wouldn't shock me. This, I mean, mice are a thing in this building. That is something that the people coming over here for pizza should know. <laughs> DM this man if you haven't already. Uh, all right, Simon, we got to go to one more corner before this thing's out over. Okay, and that is. Uh, a favorite corner of this show it's called consumerism corner absolutely headline simon what's with josiah's latest real estate purchase <laughs> okay i'm just going to read an excerpt this is jaw dropping who 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 wrote this this is in the post okay but it's not a, it's not brian lewis you know it's like it yeah just yeah came right, into right. my feed because whatever that's right. the right tags Cy paid, and we talked about this. Cy paid a hundred. That microwave's making some sound. Cy uh, paid one hundred fifty-seven point five million for an apartment spanning the sixtieth and sixty-first floors of the spectacular residential tower, as well as a maid's quarter on the eighteenth floor. It was reported as the third most expensive residential deal in U.S. history. Now it's the fourth. Bloomberg News and other financial media reported Thursday that Cy, through his private investment vehicle Blue Pool Capital, has paid $188 million for the penthouse in the exact same building, 13 floors above the apartment he purchased last year. So Joe Cy, in the same building now has a $157.5 million apartment and a $188 million apartment. Any thoughts? You're uh, muted. Oh, shoot. Sorry. I was muting because of the microwave. Um, I, two thoughts. One, I um, think that he is trying to get many of his assets into a safer um, asset like m money of his funds into a safer asset as China continues their crackdown mm -hmm. on um, big tech and monopolies generally. Um, Boo. And two, I know. Let the market Lord. decide. Yes, that is so so lame. <laughs> um, and two, these are the sorts of things I'm talking about, Joe, when you tweet out that, like, you had a nice birthday because your son Right. Your scored. favorite kind of pie on Thanksgiving is pumpkin. Exactly. Why don't you – like, we know that you don't lead a life that is even remotely like right. Why almost anyone on Earth. Tell us, like, how – what an erection feels like after you've purchased your second $150-plus million apartment <laughs> in the same building. Like, how – like, how godlike do you feel in that moment? Yes, exactly. Um Exactly. So those are my two my two takes. 
<laughs> okay. Um, do you think that augurs uh, a move of this franchise to San Diego? <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, you still bucks. owe me a hundred bills for. That. Can I get it to you next month? This month has been hard. We had a, a four hundred dollar fix to the toilet. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm you owe me. You owe me a hundred clams, but I'm behind <laughs> on my bills. Yeah. Yeah. Your Gruet guy is calling in a, a couple bills. It's just not a good time. <laughs> it's exactly. I. My, I'm addicted to the sparkling bubbles. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I felt so bad today. <laughs> this is helping, though. This is helping. Yeah, this has been nice. This has absolutely been nice. Um, I, William, I will say this. The guy can have a home in wherever he wants. Yeah. So, yeah. But I he can only have a franchise <laughs> in San Diego once. <laughs> I just think uh, I I think anyone who who heard the soundtrack to the Laker game this week <laughs> would know that the the effort to build a fan base in Brooklyn is as it's as um, meandering and hopeless as ever. <laughs> it was it was that was another home game for for the Lakers who who play in their home thousands of miles away <laughs> i was talking with the um the bartender at charlene's yesterday and she's a knicks fan okay and i brought up the bing bong thing and she was talking about how yeah humiliating it was you know the the morons that followed the knicks and i was like from a nets fan perspective I am so jealous that those morons exist. Like, it would be incredible if there were just hordes of idiots who loved, passionately loved the Brooklyn Nets. Instead, there are, like, 30? Yeah, like, Rich Kleiman, when he's at the game, (laughs) sort of roots for him. Right, like, but, but who, yeah, people who would describe themselves as Nets fans... Uh, that's we know be in the all of them. Digits, we right? know exactly. all of them. They're all. They all. We all sit in the same section. Uh, you know, it's not that loud. You no. can't hear it on broadcasts. Uh, they're drowned out. We're we're drowned out by the fans of opposing teams. It's a constant humiliation to be a Nets fan. Absolutely. William, would you mind educating me? I have seen the bing bong thing around, but I don't do not know what it is. What, do yourself a real solid and look it up after this. Okay. But it's basically after the first game of the season, it was like a double or triple overtime win over the Celtics at Madison Square Garden. Uh-huh. And it's this person who cut together various Knicks fans reactions outside of the stadium. One of which the thing that went super viral was this one guy going bing! Ping pong. Um, but there's there's this one guy who does something with his like jowls and cheeks that just makes this insane like sputtering meat sound that's insane. There's a guy like we survived Cuomo, we survived De Blasio, and now we're here to take over the city. <laughs> They're just like <laughs> there's a podcast I listened to, the No Dunks podcast, where they they 
they spend about 20 minutes each one of them discussing which of the characters in it in this short video they most admired um, because they're just they're just like all completely bonkers so get do, have a little fun today and watch that and just ask yourself can you imagine any scenario in which outside of Barclays uh, Barclays Center after a big game after we win game seven of a champion right, right right that it would even come close to approximating the intensity that these Knicks fans felt uh after game one of the season they won a game in overtime <laughs> <laughs> it's so depressing yeah that's not good and you know we know you're not the problem listeners no, no, you guys are great, you're especially here, if you're come, you come get some pizza. Yeah, come on by, Simons. You'll get a handsome cheese slice as a reward for your allegiance to this team. Yeah. Uh, for bringing it every night, because yeah. we know you do. We see Absolutely. you. We see you. We're not talking about you. We're not talking about you. It's every other Brooklyn Nets fan who sucks. <laughs> Including ourselves. But not oh, you. Well, yeah. But not you. It, it big, 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 uh, high on the list. Yeah, is us. I don't yeah. think I'm even getting the block emails anymore. I, I haven't gotten a block email in a really long time. Yeah, we've been purged from the list because we weren't willing to die to see the Oklahoma <laughs> City fucking thunder come wreck us at home. I am so sorry. I, I gladly would have infected myself and everyone I love. <laughs> If it meant a For chance to see us lose to of the not really getting to, to see thunder. the game because I'm in a section where the guy in front of me is taller than me and it's right. all standing, so I can't see a fucking thing. Right, arena innovations of uh, of making sure that seats are positioned in a way that you can see the game have been eliminated right like uh, yeah when we used to get upper deck tickets for like six bucks and and they would have an obstructed view it was because some infrastructure was in place obstructing our view you could kind of right. you can forgive like a, a, a cement column you right. know it's less easy to forgive the fact that they've just not gotten the height difference of the seats correct so you're looking through <laughs> hordes of other people instead of a court right that is unforgivable it it is a weird move it's a weird and if possible to make the viewing experience at Barclays worse than it inherently is that does make it worse <laughs> Like it you're does. getting gouged by all the concessions. You're getting a colonoscopy as you go into through the security lines. You, you know, they do they do every <laughs> single thing to say fuck you. Don't become a fan of this team. And now you can't even see the fucking game. Yeah, I, I'm not sure why we have been taken off that list. But... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. I really don't get it. I, uh, I will never get it. Anyway, that said, we are going to go to a game together uh, with that money. Yeah. Sometime soon. Absolutely. Maybe in the upper deck. Sure. Yeah. Get back Happy to our, get back to our roots. You know. Absolutely. I I miss it. You know. I, it's quite dark up there. It's if I so recall. nice to just sit and watch a basketball game and not be around a fucking. 18 psychos who like the nets again we're not talking about you if you're in the block we love you 
No, love you. Just where we sit. <laughs> it's a bummer. Uh, <laughs> no, we love. We do love all Nets fans, especially if you're listening to this podcast. We love yeah. you. And again, as a token of appreciation, stop by. Uh, I won't give the address. No, please don't. But <laughs> it, it, it's in a nice neighborhood in Brooklyn. You'll love it. It's close to the park. Maybe take the slice up and eat it at the park. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're going to maybe want to try to find cover because it's still actively snowing. <laughs> as unfathomable as that is, given how how long it has been snowing, it's still snowing. It is still very much snowing. I am watching the guy across the street for the fourth time today, go out with his snow shovel to clear his stairs. <laughs> that is a truly Sisyphus. Yes. Death. Yes. Um, wow. The first time I saw him do it, I thought to myself, eh, that kind of looks fun. Uh-huh. Maybe but he was thinking the same thing. The fourth time you see him doing that, I mean, that guy's got problems. You can just wait till the end of the day, man. Yeah, well, I, I, I appreciate the dedication, personally. Yeah, absolutely. The thing is, it's not like these are highly trafficked stairs. The only one going up and down them is this dude. <laughs> well, it's a single-family home. I mean, it's, it's a crime that his he gets to own a four-story brownstone. He probably slightly less successful Josiah, but still massively more successful than anyone we know, personally. It's a single family home? Yes. A lot of these on this street are for single family homes. Wow. They just straight up own a brownstone. Huh. Yeah. All right. We too I mean we we've we've wasted our lives, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> I could have been eating thirty pizzas. You you're gonna have to. Um all right. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure. Rate and review us. We'll read a five-star review in an, an upcoming episode. Uh, pick up that pizza. DM us for it. Uh, let us know. Didn't we have a question about something? Um, maybe if you have a second opinion about what's going on with Joe Harris's ankle, yeah, send it absolutely. in. It couldn't be Please. worse than the medical staff at Barclays. Absolutely. Even if you're trying to make it bad even even if this is like a scorching hot take it's um it's better than what uh what old size paying for over there the, <laughs> the, the medical uh, dummies 188 million dollar apartment wow. yeah wow that's that's awesome yeah with maids chambers <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> yeah right little things like your home in New York, where real estate is quite expensive per square foot, has uh, maids' quarters, <laughs> lets me further know that, like, you're picking duck-style turkey. Right. Is not, like, that was prepared by, like, 70 people. Yeah. I mean, how much nicer do you imagine his maids' quarters are than either of our apartments? Than our quarters? Yeah, than our our living quarters, <laughs> our permanent family homes. I I suspect quite a bit, quite a bit nicer. Yeah, all the amenities, and then some. Okay, well, this has been a wonderful way to pass an hour and fifteen minutes on what otherwise is a 
quite difficult day i'm finding yeah correct uh thank you all for listening i hope you enjoyed yourselves Uh, i know we enjoyed ourselves and we will go ahead and uh, see ya i was tired of my lady we'd been together too long like a worn out recording of a favorite song so while she lay there sleeping i read the paper in bed and in the personal columns there was this letter i read if you like pina colada